You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 9th of October. The Jazz struck with another significant injury and the impact of Dante Exum being out. Plus, we'll look at the Jazz preseason game number four against Phoenix and the Western Conference pack ratings. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing great. I uh, This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. You can get it on iTunes or Android or uh, Alexa or Google Home or however you want to uh, grab it. And we're certainly glad to bring it to you each and every day. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Murdoch Hyundai. 4646 South State Street. Uh, such such good people have enjoyed getting to know the whole Murdoch family. Actually, played had a nice round of golf the other day with with Ben Murdoch. Uh, played over at BYU. You might remember that name and and Blake. Uh, and uh, had a good time. So uh, fun to get to know these guys and and get to know what their family's all about. Have been in the business for ninety one years in Utah. How cool is that? All right, let's get to the not so good stuff. I'm here in Phoenix. First road trip. First meal of the road. I'm allergic to nuts. Told them I was allergic to nuts. They promptly put nuts in it. Uh, so I am dealing. I actually wasn't too serious. I was fine. Uh, other than my stomach is just completely uh, wanting to cleanse the poison out of it at, at all times. Uh, but yeah, inauspicious beginning to the season for my eating and the jazz basketball. That's probably the way to say it. Uh, so let's dig into Dante. It's just uh, isolate it from, don't know specifics yet. Doesn't sound good. Uh, obviously they're getting multiple opinions, uh, happened on a Friday night. So now they're going to go get multiple opinions and see, uh, what other answers there might be in this process. Uh, but it doesn't sound great. It's definitely going to be a period of time and isolating just Dante. It, it's really, I mean, it's, it's almost hard to fathom. That here's this kid who starts with limited time. He gets managed correctly for the draft, probably incorrectly for his basketball, which is he gets hot in Australia at the World Games. Instead of going to college, they realize if that there's a loophole and that if he sits out for the year and trains that he uh, can get drafted, so they do that, get him drafted. And I don't even think he sat out a year, but he, he didn't play much. So he gets drafted number five, but he has limited basketball time. He's very young. He starts that first year, but with very, you know, kind of a don't screw it up. At least you're not Trey Burke role. And they, ter- they, they as a first kind of a good uh, summer league, looks good, sprains his ankle, and then promptly tears his ACL. Goes through a two-year process in which in the second half of the season last year, he finally kind of looks a little bit like the guy who has all of the athleticism that we're hoping that he's going to have and that he's hoping he's going to have and that makes him an NBA player. And then goes through a whole offseason working a lot with Baron Davis in L.A. Uh, He just played, talking to him, he just played basketball games. He just played lots and lots and lots of basketball games. 
to try to just learn and feel the game and know times and circumstances and, um, you know, how to react once he beats that guy who he can beat every single time with that incredible first step. And he looked better. I don't know how good. I'm not going to go on some false pretense that he looked great or he looked better. He looked better. He looked more aggressive. He looked more together. He looked more confident. He looked like he understood the game better. Um, And now it could be as long as another season, which is just incredible in, in all the bad ways. Just tragic. From a Jazz standpoint, it's significant. That second unit, Quinn really had thought he found something. That you put Dante and Donovan out there together. You pick up the tempo. You play fast after misses. You use an over an aggressive defensive style to create offense. The Jazz with this roster are not going to be able to necessarily just get down and, and, and make plays and beat you. They don't, they don't have that. You know, they lost Gordon. Gordon was the one guy who kind of, by the end of his time, could create his own shot. Rodney probably is the next one with that those long arms and that little uh, shot in the mid-range he's able to get off. Uh, but the Jazz need to create some offense by their defense. And that is what that second unit was built to do with Axum and Mitchell and Cephalosha and Johnson or Jarebko then spreading the floor for Axum and Mitchell to play those seams and get into the paint and and use their incredible ability to drive to the basket. And that that is a significant loss to who this basketball team is and how they want to play. Really unfortunately significant. Uh, I don't again, I don't want to go on a false pretense here and be blowing up like Dante was going to be an all-star. But Dante had a skill set and an ability that he was showing that was going to do something for this team that's not replicable from anybody else. His length, his defensive prowess, his speed, those things were what were going to make him. Now, were there going to be possessions where he just overly dribbled because he didn't know where to go and they teams were going under the pick and roll and then he brought it back the other way and they went under again and he dribbled for 13 seconds and drove Quinn bananas like he did last year? Probably. Sure. He probably wasn't done with that. Uh, and, and that's so, you know, but so there were still flaws in his game, right? He's still a 24-year-old who was learning. But that's the thing. That's the killer here. That That's what he was trying to get through is he's trying to learn these things. And the way he's going to learn them is being on the floor. And he was better at them on October 9th, 2017 than he was on October 9th, 2016. He was better at them than he was in April of last year when he really slumped for a while. And so it's a killer to Dante, who has just put in so much time and work, and it is a killer to the Utah Jazz and how they want to structure their team and how they want to play and uh, and what they want to do. So, so now what if Dante's out for a while, if it's anywhere from six weeks to the season, uh, you know, eight weeks of the season, uh, if he doesn't need surgery, it's probably weeks. If he does need surgery, it's months. 
uh, and it's not clear which it's going to be. The the choices are letting Donovan Mitchell play the one with Alec Burks. And what's crazy here is the roster suddenly just, which seemed so deep in this one position, just kind of ends up with a gap. So Donovan Mitchell, that's asking an awful lot to put him in that circumstance. Uh, We saw it in the preseason game when he suddenly had to do it, and you could see his brain working and thinking. There is a long-term thought that this is who Donovan Mitchell is going to be, and so there's a positive that you just turn it over to him, and but you're going to be dealing with a lot of growing pains, more than you had planned to this year. Uh, Alec Burks then gets a bunch of time at the two, and thank goodness he's playing well. That has you know the irony that someone's injury is going to open times for a healthy Alec Burks uh, is a possibility here. Now, again. Speed, decision-making, ball handling, not always areas that are great with A.B., but he he seems to be a totally different player, so I don't feel completely comfortable evaluating A.B. off what we saw out of him in the last two years as an injured player and an immature player prior to that as who the Jazz would get in these minutes. But he's not a point guard. Let's Let's not go back down that road. And he will push, and defensively, it would be a big step if he became a positive force uh, on the defensive end the way they had hoped Dante would be. If, if, if he, I, I don't think that's possible. But I think that's where you're heading. Your other choice is Neto, who is non-guaranteed in January and was battling for a roster spot. Um... He's incredibly solid. He's a gamer. He's gutsy. He will get into you defensively. He's little, which is not his fault, but it's true. Uh, and, you know, he can play. It's not, and he'll push, I think, if you ask him to. I think the Jazz will probably try other vehicles. And depending on how Mitchell and Burks play, then either go to Neto or not. Uh, but Howell is always ready. He's a total gamer. He's the perfect teammate, and he he'll, he'll he'll make plays. Or actually, let me rephrase that. He'll make shots if left open. He probably won't make plays. And there's a little element that this team needs some people to make plays. Uh, and that, you know. Howell's really solid, limited by physical stature, uh, more than guts and desire. And so that's where the Jazz sit. And it's a, I hate to be a, you know, I'm not trying to be a downer, but it, it's its a significant bummer uh, on that. Today's show brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Uh, the... The guys uh, there have got some amazing deals for you. The biggest thing I can tell you that has opened my eyes uh, with the time I've spent with Hyundai is, one, I I think I finally told this story today. I went to the opening meeting, and I am like, oh, my gosh, I cannot mispronounce Hyundai. I just didn't know the brand at all. Uh, I'm not a huge car guy to start with. Um, Both of our cars have over 100,000 miles on it, so it's not like I'm in the market 
but I was pretty brand centric to my Subaru and an Acura and an Audi, and uh, I didn't, I I didn't know the Hyundai brand at all. When I got into Santa Fe the first time, stunned, absolutely stunned, the quality of the car. And I remember Blake was telling me, I'd met the Murdochs. I felt really good about who the Murdochs were. So I was like, all right, let's figure this out. And Blake's telling me a story about Robbie Bosco, Robbie Bosco and how he was he was shopping for a Lexus, and he stopped by the, the Linden Hyundai store, and he ended up buying a Santa Fe. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And then I was like, I drove it, and I got the story completely. It made total, complete sense. That Santa Fe is so smooth, drives so well, has every bell and every whistle, and it's $20,000 less. Drove the Tucson. Again, great value for what you're getting. In the Ionic right now, which is their hybrid, there aren't a lot of them available, but if you're shopping for a hybrid, make sure you put that on the list. It drives really smooth. Like just a regular sedan, no lag, nothing. Really smooth. And 50 miles to the gallon going up and down the canyon, which is not ideal for a hybrid. So very impressed by all my experiences. Uh, and the Murdoch family is really solid. 91 years in the business sums that up. 46, 46 South State Street, Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, there are uh, great deals going on right now as well uh, on the Sonata and the Elantra. Check them out. Now, also in Logan and in Linden, tell them that I sent you. Tell them I said hi. Tell Blake that a silly bundle golf game is really strange. It was actually kind of fun. All right, so I did... Western Conference pack ratings last night. Um, <clears throat> oh, actually, I was going to do preseason game number four. I mean, I think the biggest thing now for preseason game number four is what are we doing in Dante's minutes? And how does the rotation impact? And does Joe Ingles have to play with that group? Um, and then I think part two, though I think that's settling itself out a little bit, is favors... Gobert, Jarebko, Johnson, big man rotation. Uh, I would tell you also is uh, that the – I think you might – tomorrow's on ESPN. Tonight is on Phoenix Sun streaming. You might see the Jazz go a little full throttle tonight. And hold back tomorrow on the back end of a back-to-back. So you may see Quinn play it out tonight. as You know, to some extent, minute-wise. You might see 25, 26 from guys. Uh, and there's some things at Phoenix with the guard penetration, their lack of transition defense uh, that, that match up to the Jazz well in the circumstances. All right, so I did pack rating and, uh, and broke that down. And pack rating is points above average created. And the concept behind it is that average is the barrier. And if you can be above average, you've got a chance. You take a person's scoring opportunities on a given night, compare their efficiency to the average player in the NBA, and then it's how many points above average created that player is on a given night. And so it's usually, you know, 0.5, 0.4, something of that sort. 
Uh, it's not a it's not a big number. The you know the best in the league is Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and their packs are positive five three. There's about seven players, eight players usually over two. I think it was ten last year. A guy like Mike Conley who's really really good is a one point eight. Uh, that's really really good. Hayward was in that range um, last year. So just kind of when you think about this. The, the best in the game was Durant at 3.8, Isaiah Thomas at 3.4, Harden at 2.9, Curry at 2.9, LeBron at 2.8, Gobert at 2.7, Carl Anthony Towns 2.7, Kawhi Leonard 2.6, Kyle Lowry 2.6, DeAndre Jordan 2.3, Nikolai Jokic 2.2, Danilo Gallinari 2.2, and Bradley Beal 2.0. So there were 12 guys at two or better last year. No surprise... The Warriors are number one in pack. Surprise, the Rockets are right behind them. The Warriors combined are expected off last year's numbers. Little, Very little projection, by the way. Really based off last year's numbers. To be a 10.5 pack. The Rockets are projected to be a 9.3 pack. That's stunningly close to what's probably the greatest offensive team ever put together. So that's surprise number one. Surprise number two, or, you know, more than surprise, things that if these things come to fruition, this system has something to it. Number three is that the... Number two takeaway is that the Clippers are far and away the third best offensive team in the Western Conference. So the Warriors coming at 10.5, the Rockets at 9.3, the Clippers at 6.4. Three points above average created more than any other team. Minnesota's fourth at 3.4. So that's takeaway Number two is the Clippers' offense is still great. Takeaway number four, or number three, excuse me, was that Minnesota actually has a much bigger balancing act than anyone else does of trying to meld all their talent. That when you look at their possessions, it's crazy how many possessions over a hundred, they are if you take all their guys. Teague, Wiggins, Towns, Butler are going to really have to curtail their game. The, but they're really solid. Three point four. San Antonio's five. Denver's six. The drop from Gallinari to Millsap is significant. Surprise is New Orleans is seven. That New Orleans was really good defensively last year. If you isolate their possessions, should be really good offensively this year. 1.8, not really good, but good. That's the next takeaway. I'll write all this up for you, too. Jazz come in next, and then we get to the, which is a little higher than I think anybody expected, and then we get to the next takeaway, which is that the Thunder come in as the 
ninth-ranked offense in the Western Conference. Interesting. Not only are they going to have to figure out who's using all the possessions, but they, they're not efficient. Carmelo's not efficient, and Russ is not efficient. Sacramento follows that. Portland's a little lower than expected at point four. Dallas, Phoenix, and then Memphis is a minus 2.7, and the Lakers at a minus 3.8. So the the rankings of the Western Conference look at, and we'll dig more into it as time goes on, Warriors, Rockets, Elite, Clippers at next notch with Minnesota, then San Antonio, Denver, Pelicans, Utah, Thunder, Sacramento, Portland, Dallas, Phoenix, Memphis, and Lakers. That's just how they rank offensively. Uh, Lonzo Ball could obviously impact that some. Memphis is just short guys. Uh, And Dallas, actually, I thought came out a little better than I expected. So that's where the Western Conference pack rating sits. Jazz, get ready for the Suns. This is today's edition of Locked on Jazz, brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you tomorrow. If you missed tonight's game, you can always get it at the Utah Jazz radio podcast. It's available at Lipson. I don't know why the Phoenix Suns game was not uploaded. Apologize for that. Quinn Snyder coaches shows are there for you as well as our Jazz Game Rewind truncated versions. So those are all available to you at the Utah Jazz Radio podcast feed. Have a great day. Talk to you again tomorrow.